Welcome to Verbally Effective with Ina Esco. And this episode is all about Memphis juking. Now, depending on your age, experience, or knowledge, you might call it gangster walking, bucking, ticking, bovan dance, and some even refer to it as urban ballet. Now, in the early 80s, Memphis was a growing city in Tennessee. Bordering Mississippi, Memphis is located along the mighty Mississippi River, which separates it from the state of Arkansas in the southwestern corner of Tennessee. Known across the world as the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll, Memphis has always had a deep background in music. With its rich musical history, when rap music was created in the 80s, Memphis wanted its own sound in the industry. DJ Squeaky, DJ Zerk, Playa Fly, Skitty Pimp, 8-Ball and MJG, 3-6 Mafia, Tommy Wright III, La Chat, and many others were the Memphis underground rap scene. An underground rap sound that was very distinct to Memphis. Hard bass, rolling hi-hats, steady snare combinations mashed up with gangster lyrics of all sorts was the foundation of Memphis underground rap scene. Now this foundation of music and lyrics would also become the basics of this style we call Memphis Jukin. Evolving since the early 80s, the dance Memphis Jukin has grown tremendously starting as simple one-two step in the club. Now Jukin will be described with a basic foundational step and rhythmic bounce combined with sliding, gliding, tippy-toe spins, and stalls mixed with lyrical wordplay. Jukin is a freestyle-based dance, but can be done in a routine format. After almost becoming extinct in the early 2000s, with the help of the original members of Jukin Group G-Force, Daniel P., G-Nerd, and Dr. Rico, the media team of J Productions, who filmed and promoted the style in Udig Jukin Academy, Jukin has had a major resurgence in the city and is now worldwide. Jukin has been featured in news publications spanning the entire globe. Jukin has went from being a very underground style only in Memphis to being featured in worldwide commercials, music videos, being taught in schools and jukin groups across the world. Now, jukin is a very large community with thousands of active members. Since the resurgence of jukin, the style has spread both to the youth and made some of the originators dust off their shoes. Some of the most notable jukers are Lil Buck, G-Nerd, Lil Black, Lashante, Dr. Rico, Dot, and many more. And on today's podcast, I have one of these very notable jukers with me, Mr. G-Nerd himself. How y'all What's doing? Up? What's going on? So I always start my podcast off with how I first met my guests. And sometimes I get it wrong. I think I was at Life is Dope. It was it's like Main off of Front Street. Yeah, Front Street. Front was Street, it the yeah. second one or the first one? I can't even remember. I really can't remember. I, don't, I think I was just there joking at random or something like that. Oh, I thought you were a part of the show because everybody battle? went crazy. It wasn't a battle. You all performed. It was you and another guy. Uh, it was me and a white guy, black guy. It was uh, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, that was a battle. Yeah, that was that was set up. Oh, you were battling. Yeah, that was a set up battle. That was a set up. So, battle. what? Tell me about a, a joking battle. How how do you know if you're in? You, do you know going in you're in a battle or? Yeah, I mean, usually one? they get set up like anything else, like any type of boxing match, anything like it's it's uh, like a competition. It's like a sport, you mm-hmm. know. So, when a battle happens, I mean, usually it's, it don't always have to be for money, but it's usually for bragging rights mm-hmm. most of the time. But it's definitely something that since I've been doing it, that's kind of, really how I got my name. From battling, embarrassing people. I was going to ask you, how did you get your name? I mean, my nickname, G-Nerd, actually came from Gangster Nerd because when I was in school, I was the, I guess you could say, geek because I wore glasses and stuff like that. But I was always around all the hood folks, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The folks that, well, folks that hooped, but mostly people around that, like, 
was in gangs, fighting everybody, stuff like that. And I just would always be with them. I necessarily, they don't, they don't mean I did something, you know what I'm saying, so to speak. But <laughs> I was around. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, you know, we going to say that. Yeah, I was around for it. So people just started calling me G-Nerd because nobody wanted to say gangster. gangster nerd, like, from a distance or something. Like, it was like, gangster nerd? Nah, I just had to cut it short. But I, I really, I think all black people do this. Everybody cut a name short. I was wondering what the G stood for. I would have never thought it was gangster. Though. Yeah, and then because gangster, because I started joking, and they was like, oh, you be gangster walking, you know, mm-hmm. for the older folks that seen me, so. That's kind of how that came about. So how long you been joking? Like 15 plus years now. So tell us how you actually started. To be honest, it's weird. I always have to tell the story and folks don't be believing me, but I got to thank my parents for this, actually. I got put on punishment. No lie. I got put on punishment. It was like in the summertime. So I got put on punishment for like a month. And I ended up getting like a tape of this dude named Bobo. Like some people might remember him from back in the day because I went to Caribbean High School. Bobo was the first person I actually seen juke or gangster walk or whatever you want to call it. So I end up watching his tape, and I'm on punishment. I can't do nothing but watch TV and clean up. So I'll be in the kitchen cleaning up. I'll watch the tape. I'll be like, damn, I need to go practice this. Let me try to moonwalk or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Slide or something like that. So I end up seeing his tape, watching it, and just really mimicking him at first. And then when I started getting good enough where I actually wanted to tell people or show you know, folks I was hanging around that I actually could do it, I was trying to make my own moves and stuff. So. That's pretty much how I learned. So you're telling me you started because you were on punishment and had a juking tape of Bobo. Yeah, it was actual tape, VHS tape. VHS. Like yeah, it had to for rewind those that don't it know for what all. That the, is. Yeah, everybody <laughs> don't know what that is. The VHS tapes, you know. Man, my mom and dad had the uh the the, the DVD mm-hmm. VHS double uh, the dual deck joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, prior to this punishment, I'm sure you could dance anyway. Like, were you one of the guys nah, that I could dance? No, I didn't have no rhythm. I didn't have no rhythm or none of that. Like, I, I wasn't even into dance. What? I was, like, running track and stuff. I wasn't even into dancing at all. I was into dance because of Michael Jackson, of course. I think mm-hmm. everybody loved Mike. Yeah. But I used to just watch this little tape called a Moonwalker tape. And so I seen that, and I was like, man, all that I ever wanted to do was learn how to, like, moonwalk. That was it. Mm-hmm. If I could do that, I was cool. But then I seen Jook, and I'm like, what, the, what is this? Like, my first time moving to Memphis, like, 94. And I'm like, what is this? You know, like this is this something different. You know, they moving like right. him, but it's it's just different to the music and to just the whole little vibe was just just different. And when you're young and saying that, it's like it's eye catching. Well, kind of like you, I first moved to Memphis in '95, and I was a junior in high school. That junior year, I attended Raleigh Egypt School. Ooh, you seen all the gangster walkers? I saw <laughs> all the gangster walkers. But look, so first of all, I'm culture shock. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, when the teachers miss school. We would go to the gym a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, I'm the new girl. And so I just see these guys dancing and it's looking like they floating on air but popping right. at the same time. I'm like, what are they doing? It's different, yeah. So me being me, I'm like, can you show me how to do the dance? Oh, and so, you was one of them. So I was one of them. Yeah. And I'm still one of them. Like, dude, show me a couple of little moves. Did anybody show you? Yes. Uh, okay. I'm telling you, he showed me a couple of moves. So every time I hear something like lock him in the truck, I think I'm just <laughs> Remember I told you, I said, I know how to juke. And you like, all right, whatever. Nah, okay. I, I believe, but I don't believe. <laughs> but I do see a lot of ladies that are doing that thing juking. Yeah, that's like the thing. Now, it's, it's a few females that can do it. Like, they be going viral, you know, and they great at it. You know, it's a few females that's great at it. A lot, actually. Um, My girl, Tia. Yeah, Tia, to my Tia. Which one? Waller. Waller. Yeah, that's the homie. Tia that's the Waller. Homie, man. That's yes. the homie right there for real. She like we got plenty of videos together, like dope videos. I uh, know I saw. Yeah, you got Tia, you got Juicy, you got uh Janae, uh Ladia. 
But Tia. Nadia doing her thing. Yeah, yeah, she definitely doing her thing. Have you been definitely. to her new studio yet? Yeah, I've been up there. I've been up there a, a couple times. You know, mm-hmm. she doing her thing with LYE, and, and that's dope. That's real dope. She providing something for the youth, so, you know. Yes. Can't really, can't really talk bad about that at all. You know, no. Because there ain't a lot of folks doing stuff for the youth. Not right now. That's true. Now, it, it seems like a resurgence with Jukin, though. Like, I know right. you say you've been doing it for, like, 15 years, but it just seemed like maybe it's going more commercial now. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely getting a little watered down, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's anything. You know, it's like if, if a rapper become, you know, get to that level, you got to kind of tone yourself down, you know, not necessarily. You got to fit a package. So that's kind of what Jukin is turning into now, you know, compared to the authenticity of it. Mm-hmm. It's not the same when you see the new guys doing it. And I don't blame anybody, but, I mean, because things change. Everything changed. Mm-hmm. You got to accept it, you know. It's mm-hmm. people that was doing it in the 90s that didn't like when we started getting on our toes. It's people in the 2000s that don't like the new guys doing the hit them folks when they juke. So mm-hmm. it's just a cycle. You know, everything going to change. Five years from now, it might not look how it look right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be a new dance that come out and everybody throw it in with juking. I mean, but the basics are never changed. So what are the basics? You got the buck jump. You got the push toe, the point toe, the Pac-Man. It's just different stuff that, like, Gangsta Walk was doing back in, 90, in the 90s, like G-Style. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like 93 or 90. I don't, I can't, don't quote me on the actual year. I want to say it's 92, 93. When they was doing it, if you go back and watch the G-Style video, it's on YouTube, it's everywhere. Everything they was doing was, like, the basics. Like, before getting on your toes and people waving and popping and doing all that stuff like that, it was strictly about the footwork. Because that's basically, you know, what it's based off of. I think now everybody kind of mixes in everything else with it. Because you got people doing it everywhere. Like, mm. I can't worldwide. even Worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. I don't, I don't think I've been to a city in the last year and, like, dance of anything or any, of any kind. I hadn't seen somebody joke. We was in Paris. Me and Lil Buck was in Paris last year. And people was out there joking. In Paris. Were they good? I'm not going to say it was good. No, we <laughs> had to teach them. But I'm saying they was joking, though. It's I just mean, the fact did it that look they was like, joking. So it, it looked we knew like what the it basics was. of juking. Right. Okay, it, we like, knew oh, what it was. It's the fact that we knew what Paris it was. Juking. Yeah, these niggas in Paris juking. Yeah. <laughs> so where have all you been traveling with this juking career you had? Everywhere. That, that's actually the reason I got to travel. I probably, if I was just doing a regular job or something like that, then I probably wouldn't get to travel as much mm-hmm. compared to this, like teaching, doing battles, workshops, you know, just. You're getting booked to do workshops. Yeah, and... to teach, to to judge events, to just dance places. Like, I get booked for the weirdest stuff sometimes, you know. Like what? Like What's some of the weirdest. Okay, I think the weirdest thing I had to dance at so far, somebody wanted me to dance at their wedding. And I'm like, I don't think I want to dance at your wedding reception. Now, that was some Memphis Yeah, that's like a, that. Yeah, that was some niggas. Did you right do? There. I, you I did it. I, I had to do it for the cash. For the cash. Hey, so you, you was know. like the highlight after the, the groom yeah, and the bride Yeah, like it was dance. weird. I was like, I don't know about this one. Like, I don't know. You sure? He was like, man, you know, look, man, we watching your videos on our downtime. Like, I feel you, but I think you need to be focused oh, on something else. But, wow. you know, hey, you know, I ain't mad at you. You know, congratulations. You know, That's let me hit this different. moonwalk for you. That's yeah. different. I could, I could see, you know, when everybody, you know, ready to party. Oh, yeah, everybody was somebody, drunk. Yeah, oh, everybody wow. was probably drunk and full of and feeling themselves. So, you know, that just added to it. Wow. So I've seen a lot of juking since I've been in the city of Memphis. But I have one question. How is a winner determined? Is it the audience or it's like you it's know different. and the opponent knows who won? Nah, like, I ain't going to say that now because people don't be knowing when they lose. You know, they got homies and, and partners and people that, that tell them that they win all the time, you know. And that's... Out of all the years I've been doing, this is one thing I always learned from people that came before me is stay humble. You got to stay humble in anything You that seem you to do. be very humble, too. Yeah, I don't have no reason to, like, because your talent speaks for itself. and Other people going to speak for you if you're actually good at what you do. So when it comes to balance, some people 
don't know how to meet when they lost. Me personally, if I lose, I lost. I mean, it's not hurting me. It's not gonna take away fans. It's not gonna take away money in my pocket. It's not gonna take away nothing. It's just a loss. It's just like okay, it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. A loss. So what can I do better the next time? You know, mm-hmm. and that's it. But some people don't know how to do it. But usually it's judges or the crowd or you know. I mean, now it's technology, so people might be like, okay, we'll go live and we'll vote through text vote or something like that. Dang, it's that intense. Yeah, it be like that. It really do. You know, these titles and stuff like that, like being the king of jooking is a, <laughs> it's big to some people. It's, Are you the king of jooking? Am I the king of jooking? I mean, I mean, other people, you know, ask the people. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just me. So maybe you the Memphis king of jooking right now. I, I guess. Nah, they they going to be coming for inspired. you. Yeah, they be coming for me, though. They do. They do. They. I think now I'm, I'm like the OG legend, whatever you want to call it. So people more mm-hmm. so, it be like showing respect if they want to, but. You know, this is a guy named Spider now, Spider Alexander. Spider, he um he be at Jukin Wars. That's an event I help host and put on. Uh he like the king of Jukin right now mm-hmm. of I guess the urban whatever you want to call it, he's the king of Jukin right now. So what I want to know is how do you come up with new moves? Is it just a feeling you have from the music? I know you said that Jukin has changed so much. It has. Um are you conforming to the change or I mean how do you input new moves? I adapt to the change. You know, it's more so like it's easier now. It's more like like back then you had to be creative. Everybody had their own style. Like now everything is kind of a a you know, I hate when people say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. They look like it's counted out now. It's like it's like eight counts or like a four count to the you know when they're going to do something compared to back then. You didn't know when something was going to happen. They'll just do something out the out the blue and you'll be like, damn. That was, man, what, how you do that? You know, mm-hmm. so it kind of got switched up a little bit now. But uh, new moves, I don't know. It's just the music, really. Like new music creates new things for me personally. Like I don't really like to dance to the same song over and over and over. Like when new music come out, I love it. I be happy, you know. Anytime. Is it certain beats you like? Uh, drummer boy, he got some of the best beats. You know, I mean, he from Memphis too, though, so that helps. So he know the sound and and the, and the flavor. You know, what I'm saying what to put on it. It's a few people, like producers wise. Um, it's a few people. Of course, Migos be having a lot of hard beats. I don't know who mm-hmm. they producers be sometimes, but mm-hmm. they be having a lot of hard beats. It be different stuff. Like doing the words of the song is a big thing now too. Like reenacting the song that make people relate to you better. It was a juking battle at a at a juking wars event, and this guy juked off Contagious. Like, you're contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did the words, though. Like, he reenacted the song so good and everybody could relate to it. Because everybody know that song. Mm-hmm. If you if you black and you don't know the song, we got to pull your card because uh, you, <laughs> you tripping, for real. But it seemed like you got to know the words, but you definitely got to know the beat. Yeah, the beat is big. To do it's, your routine. Yeah, but the thing is, free, like, juking is a freestyle dance. So it really, like, for me, it don't really be like a... I got a, okay, I'm going to do this move then. I have set, okay, I have set moves. Like, I have something that I know that's going to make people go, ooh, ah, you know, or whatever. But I don't necessarily have a routine that I do. It's just kind of like I go with the flow. So what's next for G-Nerd? Oh, more traveling. You know, I want to go everywhere. You know, it's, it's a lot of places I ain't been, a lot of places I have been. But I just wherever Jukin needs to be seen, you know. Because the crazy thing is, to be, I guess, a, considered a living legend or, you know, known, over the case may be, I've never actually being on tv like Mm -hmm. actual television like a commercial or none of that you know other people have Mm -hmm. and haven't even got to travel as many places as me which is crazy like you've been Mm -hmm. on a commercial but you've never been to london you've never been to france you've never been to some people ain't been to california it's crazy Mm -hmm. you know so speaking of being on tv and in commercials tell us about the situation with lil buck and beats yeah yeah the uh the apple commercial the um 
the commercial little buck is on with iPhone earbuds. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit me up about it. Uh, you know, it was supposed to, you know, commercials usually be like mm, on the wraps. You don't supposed to say nothing about it. So he hit me up about it and said something. I was just kind of speaking about it, but I guess I was too tall or something like that to where I couldn't really fit the description of what they was looking for. The same thing actually just happened for a Fila commercial. Uh, and they were trying to do an online campaign, and I was too tall. Well, I look at it like this, just like they needed someone short for that particular campaign. Someone's going to need someone tall for a future campaign, so it's coming. For I'm sure. coming to uh, one of your juke wars. You How should. often do you have them? It'd be every two to three months. Like, I try to do it every season, you know, but if, you know, whenever really the mood strikes me and whenever, you know, the people on my team mm-hmm. be like, okay, it's time, we need to do one, you know, it's nothing going on. Let's give people something to do. I so. bet it's packed up in there. Yeah, it'd be dope. It'd be real dope. It'd be a lot of people that randomly come. Like, a lot of Memphis rappers have been before, like, some of them before they blew and some of them when they blew, you know, when they came. Like, a uh, black youngster came to a Juggle Wars mm-hmm. at random. This was random. Like, I don't have his number. I ain't call him. He just ended up coming to one. Uh, YP Hoodrich, uh, Moneybag Yo, uh, Drummer Boy, Drake Daddy came to one at random. I believe you. Yeah, I was like, why is Drake Daddy here? It's like that underground, (laughs) if you want to experience some real Memphis action. Dennis, that's his name. I'm like, why is he? He like, he, Frazier Boy, uh, Lil Chat, Gangsta Boo. It's just a a plethora of people that came through at random, you know. Sometimes it was expected, sometimes it wasn't expected. You know, it was just be like, ah, you know, it's a blessing to have them, you know, come through Mm -hmm. and see what we do, you know. And they were showing love. Yeah, they were showing love. Did they try to jig too? Nah, I mean, Youngster really was just doing what he normally do. He was acting for He ain't pull out no money or nothing, but he was just in there just vibing to the music, you know, being himself. You know, Moneybag was sitting back in the cut, you know. Mm -hmm. Drama, actually, me and Drama, uh, me and Drum Boy did one together uh, at his venue, the G Factory. And that was like, it was dope. It was real dope. A lot of Memphis rappers I hadn't seen in a while. Player Fly and Gangsta Black Hat came through. It was dope. Like, it, I, I really enjoyed it thoroughly, you know, mm-hmm. just even having the support of somebody that don't dance, that like, okay, this is a Memphis thing. I'm going to rock with it. So mm-hmm. it was dope. I enjoyed it. Now, I've seen Memphis Jickers get into other forms of dance, such as ballet. Are you venturing off into that? Negative. Ram? Negative. <laughs> no, I am not. I can't put on the leotards. I can't You're, do no splits. Not that you have to do the leotard and the splits. I mean, because Jook can be compared to urban ballet. You know, I mean, right. that's definitely how uh, Buck, that's like his niche. That's like the thing that, that kind of makes him the ballet who he is. Yeah, but he actually trained in it, though. Like, he mm-hmm. actually, you know, he, he, he actually went and trained in it. I didn't. I'm the street dancer. You was he's like, nah, the, I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's like it's like on two sides of the spectrum. It's like he's the industry. I'm in the streets, if it makes sense. It you does. know, like I don't. It's not that I don't want to. It's just certain stuff you can't, you know, get down with. You know, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm cool. You know, I mean, everybody different. I think someone could make a bomb documentary on Jukin. It's been several. It's been like two or three. And how, how did they do? Now, one did pretty decent. Uh, my boy Ellis Fowler uh, did one, and it was decent. And the other people that did one, it just kind of it didn't really hit, or they were selling it like through Amazon or something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened to it. It just didn't really do how it was expected. But an actual movie. Has never been done. Nah, you know, that would actors, be nice. You know, I think that would be dope, like how they had Rise, but we have that for Jukin. I feel like that'll be the best way to for people to really see, you know. Even if it's not people that Juk acting in it, as long as they Jukin in it, I'll, I'll be happy with it. I don't even have to act in it. Just, you know, I need one line. Let me say who. That's it. That's all I got to say. You know, speaking of that movie Rise, when you've traveled to California, did you meet a lot of 
people from that area doing uh, what's the name of those type of moves that they do on Rise? Turf. They do turfing out there in mm-hmm. uh, Cali or well, the Bay Area. They do turfing. L.A. is a it's everything because L.A. is you know just a fusion. Of yeah, it's just it's just all type of stuff going on out there. But when I saw the film, it reminded me of Jukin somewhat, but not yeah, not yeah. that you know. Yeah, they uh, Rise was definitely a dope movie. I just think that uh, Jukin need its own movie though. It really do because it's a lot of drama. In it, there's plenty of stories to be told, people, you know, that they have that just ain't been seen, you know. It's mm-hmm. like the diamond in the rough. What is, like, the life cycle of a juker? How long do you think you'll juke? I mean, as far as battling and competing goes, I mean, I got some years left. I feel like Kobe, you know, I think I can score 81 <laughs> before I retire some. You know, as long as I'm able to, you know, God willing. I mean, I'll do it till I can't do it no more. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, getting on my toes, I'm probably going to stop that in the next couple of weeks. Or something. Oh, why? You know <laughs> Does it hurt? It hurt? It should hurt. Nah, but um, it be hurt sometimes. I ain't gonna lie. But nah, it's cool, though. I mean, when you get used to it, it's like training anything. It's like, it's just training. What them feet looking like? You know, I don't take my socks off in front of my woman. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her, baby, you ain't finna see these at all. You're not finna I'm see I'm just imagining, feet. like, because you're on your toes a lot. Oh, yeah. Any female juggler, they feet ugly. I know even ballet dancers. I, they got they the worst feet, feet ugly ever. Too. Yeah, they, got, they, yeah. they feet ugly. Now, who would you say are, like, some of the best battle jokers in Memphis right now? If you could name five. Top five battle jokers right now in Memphis. My little homie, Dram, he the prince of Memphis. He, like, he the best to me right now. I'm sorry. Ain't no, if you look on my Instagram, me and him did videos together. I feel like ain't nobody touching him right now because he half my age and he better than half the people that be joking. But that's just my opinion. But you got Dram. Spider, he the king of Memphis right now. I like Sino. I like uh, it's a, it's a lot of people. It's it's kind of hard to name because there's so many people. Like it's hard for me to put it in the top five. I didn't hear any women in the top five. Women, okay. Uh, Tia, I like Tia. Okay, of course, right. off off the rip, I like Tia. Okay. Um, I like Janae. Uh, it's a group called Chopaholics. You know they dope. It's like Big Sean, uh, Oceans, Skywalker, Ben. Uh, Alex, it's a few people. You know, it's 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 a lot of people that I like. You know, that's dope. But if I had to, okay, put it like this: if I had to take five <laughs> people out of town with me to represent, right? Jukin, we talking about the money. Okay, Lil Daniel, off the rip. He's the goat. He one of the goats. I ain't gonna say he the goat, but he one of the goats. Uh, Lil Daniel, Doctor Rico, Bobo, um, myself, Lil Buck. If I had exclude myself, caviar. It's a, it's too many people. You know, it's too many people. It's hard to say. I don't know. It's hard to say. Indot. It's just hard to say. It's a lot of people. G well, Walker, I know you Josh. In the top five. Yeah, of course. I'm, I mean, if I'm not in your top five, you hate. What's one of the most craziest experiences you've had in a juking battle? I've been in situations where I go to a neighborhood and juke. Literally, I went to Orange Mound one time and juked, and it was a guy that was trying to give me the battle. And he was like, man, I don't know. I got to go. You know, I got to go make these serves. I got to go do something like this. He had a gun on his hip and his ankle. And he took both of them off and he was finna get ready to juke, but then his phone rang. And I was like, I don't think I want to juke against somebody that got a, a gun on their ankle and their hip. And we just out here dancing. And they ready to battle. Yeah, he ready to battle, though. You know what I'm saying? For money. I'm like, oh, okay. I ain't, you know, I'm like 17. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I think I'm going to. I'm going to pass on that, you know. So, like, how much money can you get off of a battle? Um, It depends. Like, most people bet, like, 
I'm, I really don't do money battles now. I mean, I did when I was younger. I really don't do them now because it take away the the fun in it because people get too serious. And they get too serious and they get too biased, you know? Because if your money on the line or if it's money on the line, like say I'm your favorite joker and I'm battling somebody else, you're automatically going to root for me no matter what they do. And it's money on the line. So you don't care if they really beat me. You probably going to root for me. So to take all that out, just take money out the equation. Some people deserve to get paid, but, you know, by not being a whole lot of support behind it as far as, like, sponsorships and stuff like that, that's kind of hard to make happen right now, mm-hmm. you know. But that's just something I'm personally working on to get it where it needs to be. So what advice do you have for a kid that wants to get involved and actually get booked and travel as you do yourself? Okay. Well, the first thing, first thing first, I always practice on your craft. You have to make sure that you that you clean, that you're doing something different than the next person. So that's one. Two, get a manager, you know, someone. It could be somebody in your family that's just business savvy or, you know, just work well with numbers and, and that don't mind networking with people. And unless you're going to do it yourself, but doing it yourself, you got to talk to a lot of crazy-ass people. Mm. So I, w- <laughs> I would highly suggest that you get somebody, like, that can manage what you do and when you put yourself out there just make sure it's the best product like don't put up no videos of you yourself dancing in the garage with your back turned and head down and you know you just got to market yourself good you know but that's a whole another story because some people don't know how to do that but it's not hard it's not hard like now we live in an age where you can become a celebrity in a week to be honest like look at yeah you can go viral and people you can be on ellen show and then you just you know, you get a million followers like that. It's nothing. You know, you get a million followers, even when your talent dies down or people might not be talking about you as much. You still got a million people that watch what you do. Mm-hmm. So, isn't was, that crazy? Yeah, it is. It's people that's not popular no more, or that they had like a really big buzz, and now they got two, three million followers on Instagram, or people following them on Facebook, or, you know, there's plenty of comedians and people like, what's what's his name, my partner, actually I'm cool with this guy, uh, Dan, Dan is the man when you, mm-hmm. ca, 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 ca. you know, he been doing, and he's been doing the same thing for a minute, and like, he got plenty of followers on Instagram, and stuff like that, and no matter what he do, he still got that following, no matter what. So, so he feel obligated to put something out there, or he don't want to? Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, I'm sure he wants to. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, everybody loves attention, but you definitely love getting booked just as much. You know, mm-hmm. who's what's when the happiest, like the happiest people are when you're doing something you love doing, you getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. So that seems like that is, many followers is a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, it is. You definitely can't say what you want to say at times, but you know, I don't have that problem yet. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, when I had that problem, I handled it accordingly. But until then, you know, I'm going to say what I want to say and do what I want to do. So, uh huh. So, Gnerd, where can people find you on social media? So, you can find me on Instagram at Gnerd901. You know, I don't have a Snapchat. I don't make, I never made a Snapchat. People be you calling should. me crazy. I be hating when people come up to me. What's your Snapchat? I'm like, I don't got one. Uh, We want to see the visuals on Snapchat. What? Okay, my thing is this. Why make a Snapchat? When it's going to go away. When, that too. And Instagram does the same thing. They got stories. What do y'all put on Snapchat? The stories. What do y'all put on Snapchat? Filters. They got all that on Instagram. It's just better. And I can show you a longer video and a better I'll visual. I'll tell you why you should do it. You should do it because... Every social media platform has a different audience. Everyone isn't on Instagram. Everyone isn't on Snapchat. If you tap into the Snapchat market, there's another audience for you. Hello. So if I make one in the next week or so, you can thank Miss Esco. Because exactly. I, I really, I'm not on her. I'm Your new manager. On her. 
Yeah, my okay, it's my new manager. All right, so this do what fifteen percent? Ten percent? I don't know. We got twenty percent. I don't know. All right, Barry Gordy. Hold on now. Hold up. Okay, you better get that Snapchat. It's gonna say G Nerd nine oh one too. Yep. So if I get a Snapchat, it's gonna say G Nerd nine oh one. But G Nerd nine oh one on all social media platforms. Oh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's official Memphis Jookin'. Official Memphis Jookin'. You see all the Jookin' Wars battles, all the random freestyles of where we go and stuff like that. Subscribe to that channel for the people that still be on YouTube. Facebook, I don't know who still be on there. So it's it's some people on there. It's some old Mm -hmm. folks now. It's a little mixture. Yeah, a little sprinkled in. But But Instagram is actually the best place to reach me, though, at GNR901. Or the email, and the email is strictly for booking. So if you're serious about booking, at, well, gnerd6741 at gmail.com. At this time, I just want to thank my guest for podcast number four, Verbally Effective, G-Nerd, one of the best Memphis jokers you'll ever see. So when I post this podcast on social media, I will definitely be posting some video footage of him doing his thing so you guys can get a visual. You've heard him in the audio world, but I'm going to give you some visuals as well. Be tuned next Monday for the next podcast, number five, Verbally Effective with Ina Esco.